E-S-N-Y. I that did press. I did start recording already, just in case. Uh, it yeah. hasn't happened yet. It hasn't happened, but oh, maybe today's the day. We already got three runs. He's a little hot right now. Yeah, he's he's looking good. You know, he had that game with two home runs and two innings. That was uh, it was pretty incredible. Oh yeah, that was that was was that Tuesday. My days are all messed up. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. It was Tuesday because yesterday there was nothing. Of course. Yeah, my days are all messed up now after I had a long weekend last weekend and I went up to Boston this weekend and took a Monday off. So like all oh, my days right. are, in my mind, it's all it's all out of control. Right. We have to discuss your trip because I'm actually quite interested in hearing if there were any any rowdy stories, um, you know, the excitement of seeing the Yankees just completely eliminate the Red Sox from AL East contention. That's pretty, pretty exciting in my book. It was it was fantastic. I only went on Sunday, so I didn't get to see the official elimination. But I was at Fenway when Dave Dombrowski got fired, so <laughs> that was that was pretty good. I was gonna say, did you get a notification on your phone, like, and then just look around? Oh, what happened? Oh, it's a foul what ball. It's a foul ball. Sorry, everyone. Sorry. Okay. Oh, this is actually this is weird. This is last time we had you on when there was an actual game on. Was when Rob was still here and you were like a little bit behind us. So we, oh, had, yeah. we just, Rob and I kept gasping at what was happening on the screen. And we were just like, wait, wait, what happened? Hold on. Don't tell me yet. Wait, am I a little bit behind still? No, I think I, Luke Voigt's up now, but. Oh, so Brett Gardner got out. Oh, no. Yeah, you might be a little bit behind. Oh, oh no. He uh, out. Yeah, no. you're not going to like the way that ended. I don't like that. <laughs> oh well, I'll try to I'll try to keep my my gasps to a minimum. As yes, you can see, please. I am in my game watching chair today. Oh, good, to, good. Yeah, I had to switch it over. My my recording chair is right next to me. It's got cup holders, so I needed it next to me because of the water. But so you're in your game watching chair while we're recording, and you're not in your recording chair. But there's a game on, so I'm going to say my need for the Yankees to win baseball games is going to trump my need to sit in my lucky chair when we record. So if this hey, is terrible, I mean, it's just a sacrifice I'm going to have to make. Hey, listen, you know yourself better than anyone else, so do what you got to do. But of Brett course. Gardner just struck out and you were in the chair. True, you might be but in the, the Yankees, wrong chair. Are, Yankees are winning three to nothing. I didn't say it was Brett's lucky chair. Okay. I'm, all about the, I'm all about the team here, Allison. Right. right. I know we, we'd love team. to see Brett succeed, but it's all about the team right now. When Brett succeeds, the Yankees succeed. That's true. That's that's always been my big like when people didn't want to re-sign Brett Gardner this offseason. I was always like, well, look at like two years ago when he had that home run against the Cubs. And he just like seems to come up with all these really timely hits because he's just this crafty veteran. He just gets the Yankees going. He might not have the same stuff that he used to, but he's but crafty. At 36 years old. He's having a pretty damn good season. Yeah, maybe not batting average wise, which is why all the old people are still attracted to batting average. Like that actually means anything. But who knows? Let's see. I want to see what his OPS is now. Oh, MLB is not going to show me that. I'd have to go all the way to fan graphs. Oh, man. Ugh. 
What a disaster. Let's just say it's good. Slacking. However, they did get me this sick sweatshirt. I mean, I bought it, but they sent it to me yeah. and I got it within a day. I was like, I, I, yes, I did purchase this sweatshirt off of their website, but technically they did provide me with it. Correct. So I should. Uh, I have nothing Yankees on. Oh, yikes. I think my computer's trying to kill the computer. Ooh, that's no bueno. Mm. Yeah, we had just like pop-up ads where it's like, oh, this is uh, this is definitely from that one time I illegally streamed a movie like seven yeah. months ago. This is exactly what it is. Mm, there you go. Mine are usually just things I've looked up on Amazon and usually I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't want people to see this. I'll tell you one thing. One of those was a cat sweatshirt, like one of those sweatshirts oh, no. where you could hold your cat in it. Oh, no. Oops. <laughs> there you go. Now you know what I look at on my free time. Well, that just goes back to our very different deep dives. <laughs> that wasn't a deep dive. I was looking for that intentionally. You let up to it. It's like two weeks. Like, all right, today I'm finally going to look. And if, if I see something, I'm buying that thing. Well, my birthday's coming up, so my parents told me to stop buying things. So that they can buy it for you? Yeah. <laughs> When's your birthday? Uh, next, m- not next Monday. The 23rd. The 23rd. So not next Monday, but the Monday after. All right, I'm going to have to be, I'm going to have to put a note in my phone. Because we're not yeah. Facebook friends, so I would never know when your birthday is. Well, it's on Twitter, too. Ah, I don't. I didn't even know you could look up people's birthday on Twitter. Mine is just on my, uh, you know, the original profile page, I guess. Yes. Okay. So I'm going to put that in my calendar. Allison's birthday. And we are recording on that day for your birthday. I'm so honored. That's yep. There it is. Okay. So, yeah, back to Boston. Uh, We buried them. We straight up buried them. They fired their general manager at president of baseball. I saw the same thing. They just fired him when the Yankees won. What was it? Ten to five on Sunday. Uh, yes, it was. Yep. Yeah, and they were just like, no, we've had enough. You're fired. And it wasn't, it was like during the game too, wasn't it? Yeah. I remember people were like, the people heard rumblings. They were like, I hear like something's going on, but I don't, I don't really know. Oh, the sure guy, what? The guy sitting in front of me had, uh, once the Yankees started, they never really ran away with it, but I, there was no, there was no faith that the Red Sox were going to win that game. So we just scored two innings, two runs an inning for like four innings straight. Uh, the guys in front of me just started listening to the Patriots game. Like, uh, just move it on. Well, they uh, they did the the city of Boston proud uh, that evening, but I guess sure. the Red Sox just just didn't. I will say I didn't I didn't sit in the rowdy seats. That was a calculated decision because mm-hmm. I don't. I've seen Boston on Twitter. I don't really want to get with those people. I don't want to be around them. I wanted to sit around the people who are like this is like their their. Sunday night plans like they just want to go to the Red Sox game chill out have a couple beers because they can afford those seats and it's like nothing to them and I did and everyone was very nice except one guy who was sitting a row behind me and one over and every single time a Yankee he every time somebody came up to the plate he'd say hey Glaber you suck and Glaber went yard and then he hit a double and then he said the same thing to uh shoot who was it Chad Green and he pitched three perfect innings I was like, come on, man. Chad, Chad, Chad. He always comes through in the clutch, though. That was fantastic. I was I was really excited. We were also sitting close enough to see Adam Adovino's slider, like how it actually <sighs> looks. It was it was wizardry, straight wizardry. The television doesn't do it justice. I am so incredibly jealous that 
just to see it in person, like, because I obviously you watch it on TV, you watch it on Pitching Ninja, and it's it just looks it looks like a frisbee. And I play yeah. frisbee, so I, I know how to read frisbees and things like that. You can't but read I that can't slider though. That. Absolutely not. And even <laughs> I was with my brother. My brother's not a huge baseball fan. He, I mean, he used to play back in like middle school, but he was not a huge baseball fan. And even he turned to me and he's like, "Jesus Christ, that thing is absurdly unfair." So I just, I just want to mention something because we're watching the game right now, and I had a thought. Yes. Um. So at this point in the game, whenever you guys are watching, but Gary Sanchez was taken out. Kyle Higashioka is up behind the plate. Oh, no. Do you think Gary Sanchez did something trying to steal second base? Which, by the way, he never does. I I don't. I just. I My brain can't process another injury. It's, I've oh, had my an, God. I've Larry Rothschild and I are wearing the same sweatshirt. <laughs> oh, I'll have to tweet at him later. I don't think he has a Twitter, but, you know. I'll make sure uh, he knows. Tweet at his grandkids and say, hey, show this to Larry, please. <laughs> but yeah, yeah the, I, I just can't with the injuries anymore. It's nope. uh, Ed, Edwin Encarnacion left today, too. And I was oh, working yeah, all day. I was working on my postseason roster prediction. And I had I, I put out an article earlier this week about the pitching, the starting pitching. Mm-hmm. And I was going to do a lineup and I was going to do a bullpen. And I had like I had it all mapped out. I knew who I wanted. And then Mike Tockman goes down. And then Encarnacion goes down. And now maybe Gary goes down. And it's just I can't take it anymore. I can't. I don't think also people don't realize how huge of a loss Tockman is. Oh, you know, it's maybe, enormous. Maybe his bat hasn't been quite up to what it was in July, but his defense is top notch. Would you rather have Mike Talkman out there or Clint Frazier in the playoffs? Yikes. And who's going to play center field now? Uh, Brett Gardner's your starting Brett center Gardner. fielder. But what happened? Like what? God forbid something happens to Brett Gardner. <laughs> I mean, I would never wish that upon him, obviously. But I'm Good. just saying, God forbid something happens to Brett Gardner. Who's <laughs> playing center field? I, I was going through my, uh, my potential postseason roster and I was thinking the same thing. Um, and obviously, I mean, you want to start and, and go through that? Yeah, we can, we can do that. I actually, I only ended up with 21 players I have on the guaranteed roster. I just have too many question marks. There are a lot of question marks and especially after today. I mean, Edwin's not going to be back for the postseason. I oh, did. did the, those results come back yet? I just saw that he went back to New York for testing. Well, they said it was a left oblique, which never obliques. never a good sign. Never a good sign. You never swing right with an oblique injury. And especially after the way he has been swinging the bat. like Yeah, he went yard when I was there on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yep. That was great. He hit it on the Lansdowne, and my brother was like, oh my god, he hit it out of the stadium. I was like, yeah, he does that quite a bit. That parrot's getting workout, so... Uh, was but... that, 34 home runs for him this season? Yeah, that's 34 today. Oh, man. And by the way, I listened to that game on the radio because I was in the car kind of driving around for work. Mm-hmm. As soon as the ball hit the bat, like you could just hear it. And John and Susan at the same time, love them. Great guys. They were like, oh, <laughs> that was it. <laughs> I love I love them. I almost like I kind of wish I don't, I don't mind Michael K, but I wish more often I would just link up the radio to the television just to like have. I mean, because their job is to paint a whole picture so that you can see it not watching the television. But I also kind of want that picture in my mind. 
I love Michael K and I love Ryan Rucco. I, I can't wait for, for Rucco to be like a full-time guy or at least get a bigger responsibility. Not that I want Michael K to leave, but Rucco is just like, that's my guy. Rucco is my guy. And I mean, I don't know. They're just, they're fantastic. I don't understand people who don't like John Sterling and Susan Waldman. And there's a lot of them. I just, I don't get it. They're just so pleasant. A lot of people just, you know, they really don't like the whole Sterling home run. They're like, it's stupid. I'm like, you know what? It's hilarious. Oh, have some fun. Have <laughs> some fun one it. time for me. Let him do it. And Susan is one of the most knowledgeable women when it comes to the sport of baseball. And I forget what publication it was in. Maybe The Athletic. Um, they did an article earlier this season on Susan Waldman and, you know, all the all the hoops and hurdles she had to go through in order to get where she is today. And it makes you respect her so much more. I I think Lindsay Adler wrote it. I'm not positive, but I hope she did. Lindsay Adler is a fantastic writer. Yep. Yep. She definitely is. I've, I've enjoyed reading her writing, especially this season. Um, and if you haven't gotten the athletic subscription, you should because high quality stuff, not just about the Yankees, but about every team you can imagine. I read so much. I just learned so much more reading the athletic. I like I got to that point where I think I know more than I actually do. And then I start talking about it. And I just start pulling stats out of my ass. And I'm like, oh, that one's Katie Sharp. That one's from Lindsay Adler's last article. This one's from Rustin Dodd, who is I, I have no idea who Rustin Dodd is as a, as a person, but he writes some fantastic Yankees articles. Hmm. What That's else good. happened today? Oh, I have my Allison K stat for the day. Would you like me to do it now or you want me to save it for the end? Oh, do it now. Let's get it okay. out because I'm looking for my Katie Sharp stat of the day, too. Okay. So uh, this is the Allison Case stat of the day. Um, doesn't quite have the same ring to it, but regardless. Um, I actually tweeted this a couple days ago and it still holds true. Um, Brett Gardner is the only Yankee to bat in all nine lineup spots this season for multiple games. That's impressive. I think Hicks was the only one who did it last year, right? He did it again this year, but he batted in the two-hole one game, and then a couple others, he only had a minimum of like three at-bats. Uh-huh. So this is just, this is Brett Gardner's year. He has been so important to this team. Where would we be without Brett Gardner? I don't know. I don't know know where I personally would be without Brett Gardner. <laughs> but like I was I was looking up this stat. I said, this can't be true. And so I looked up a little bit like DJ LeMahieu. He's batted in every position except for the eight spot. Well, um, I would never put DJ that far no. down. I wouldn't have put um, him in the ninth spot either. Right. And Torres hasn't hit in the two hole. Um, Urshela hasn't batted lead off. But those are the only three that could possibly have a chance to be in every single spot in that lineup. But Brett Gardner's done lineup. it. It just goes around and around. Even at the Yankees' words, like, uh, who, who was playing yesterday? I think Clint was batting, like, 7th or 8th. Like, Clint's a really good hitter, and he's batting in the bottom of the order. Like, this team is just so deep. My favorite was earlier this year in one of the series, Torres was batting 8th, like, consistently. And yeah, I'm like, I mean, how are, you, how are you supposed to navigate that as a pitcher? <laughs> Like, oh, you know, we're getting to the the seven, eight, nine. Well, the Yankees seven, eight, nine hitters this season. I think they they pulled up a stat the other day. And the other day they were like second in the American League in batting average and first in RBIs. Like they've done their job and and more. I mean, no one expects that from the seven, eight, nine hole. I mean, it's even more of a testament too with all the injuries. 
Like this isn't seven, eight, nine. Like we were planning on having Glaber bat eighth all year because that's just how good our lineup was. This is like we're talking Mike Ford, Mike Tockman, Kyle Higashioka, like all these guys who we just called up because we really needed them, and they just produced, and they were just good. Okay, here's my Katie Sharp stat of the day too. This is the one I want to go with. It has. Okay. Where is it? However, in his MLB career, that Mike Ford has scored from first on a double. He got <laughs> wheels. He's got wheels. <laughs> I hope so. In Detroit? Yeah. It was, it was either the day game or the night game. I don't know. I, I couldn't listen to the day game on the radio because I was at work because I'm a real adult person. And I, the night game's on now, but I was on the train on the way home and it's been a disaster for me trying to just get my Yankees content in for the day. It was the night game. This is correct. Okay. Oh, three, two. What did I miss? I missed something. I don't know, but CC Sabathia's out. Um, what do you think? Is he going to be in the playoffs? He's going to be out of the playoffs. I have him. I have him listed as one of my questionable guys. One of my in the mix guys. Sure. Postseason. Well, let's let's go through the postseason roster. Uh, sure. Going with starters. Who do you have? Tanaka, Pax, Herman. Well, if they decide to actually let him pitch more innings, mm-hmm. um, Severino is that, is that in order? Yes. Oh, so you want Tanaka game one? I want Tanaka game one, of course. Right. That po- you know, listen. I think Paxton has done a he, well. I don't think I know he's done an incredible job the past couple of months, and he's really proven that he can be an ace of the staff. But Tanaka just has that postseason experience, and I trust. I, I trust him out there on the mound for game one every single time. Absolutely. That's actually part of the reason why I don't have Tanaka until third. Because I know the Yankees are going to have home field advantage in the ALDS. Like, that's a given. So I'm thinking Paxton first, Tanaka, or I want Tanaka the experience. I want him on the road game. I mean, I feel like we, he's better in Yankee Stadium, but I also feel like, yeah the stuff to shut down a team on the road to and be like he's done it before so we always see him get up for these big games i'm like i i don't know how i'd feel about paxton her or herman on the road as much and also paxton just has like that dominant stuff that's gonna i mean he he might not get the better of a game one versus game but he's definitely got the stuff to go seven innings no runs like if we're facing justin verlander in the alcs game one you already know you're getting at most two runs off Verlander. I think it's a safer bet. Maybe not a safer bet, but a more more realistic option that Paxton's going to get you through seven with no runs than Tanaka. Tanaka might get you through you know, six with two earned runs, three earned runs. They'll get you a quality start. But when you have the ace guy who's going to shut down your offensive lineup, I want my ace, the guy who's going to shut down their offensive lineup. You're absolutely right. Thank you for explaining. However, I guess I'm kind of more in the mindset of I want, especially with the ALDS, five-game series, I want to take game one. I want to be as positive as possible. And Tanaka has been far better at home than he has been on the road. Absolutely. This season why, alone, I mean, there's an argument to put him in the second game, too. It's really True. who do you want starting game five if it right. goes to that. 
because that's right. the guy that's lining up. And I don't know who I would rather out of Paxton and Tanaka. Is it a game five? You know, you're getting a good start at Tanaka. Absolutely. And, you know, before today, I probably would have said keep Hap there if not for, you know, some like mid middle of the game, you know, innings. But who knows if he's going to be back? Yeah, he left with bicep tendonitis today. There's another yep. injury. Yep. That's actually weird because I was just thinking in my head, like, how many of these starts does Hap need to have before we maybe let him on the postseason roster? Not as a starter. I don't think he'd be a starter. But like a long man out of the bullpen, like you go into an extra inning game and you're like, we just need somebody to eat up like five innings. Mm-hmm. Like last year when the Red Sox had to use Nathan Ivaldi, And he ended up losing the game, but like he pitched his ass off. Right, exactly. I mean, I could definitely see Hap being the type of guy that could certainly come out of the bullpen. I could see the same thing with even CeCe Sabathia. Um, I know, obviously, you probably don't want him starting. You're really only going to get four, maybe five innings out of him. So you're going to have to turn to your bullpen early anyway. And with the knee problems and things like that, it's just it's it's a little too big of a risk to have him listed as a starter. I but agree. Also, bullpen, Tyler Wade just hit a double. I love Tyler Wade. I know I'm watching. Best looking guy in baseball. Well, yeah, there's no contest. I just, it would be so nice if he could just hit. <laughs> like, mean, he's so the complete past two of a times player. I've seen him hit, like actually watched him live. He's hit doubles. I think it was, no, he hit a triple last time because Ken Singleton was like, oh, remember how fast Tyler Wade is? Like, look, the third baseman's in on the line. Like, he could easily get a bunt single, and he just rips a three-run, or not a three-run, he just rips a triple. Yeah, I mean, he's just, just hit a little bit. Not even, you don't have to be a good hitter. Just hit a little bit. I mean, I still have him, I still have him on the postseason roster just for, you always need the pinch run guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's good defensive versatility, especially now that Talkman's gone. You have another guy who can play left field, maybe right. even right field, but I don't know. And something would happen. To, something would have to happen to Judge. There's no chance that he's not like Judge isn't taking a game at DH. He's not taking a game off. Nope. But it's just nope. another guy who can fill in in the outfield. You need his. You need Aaron Judge's glove in the outfield. Um, Absolutely. If we want to, um, do you want to go right to uh, bullpen? Who you got in the pen? I have five guarantees in the bullpen. This is okay. like this is the toughest part of the whole thing for me. <laughs> I got Chapman, Britton, Canely, Otto, and Green. Yep. Okay. I agree with all those. And then it gets a little tricky because I'm thinking about, you know, Hap. Maybe he can be the long man. Mm-hmm. They got Nestor. Uh, and then you got guys like Jordan Montgomery and Ben Heller who are coming back from injury and you don't really know what they have yet. And right. Dylan Batanzas isn't quite ramped up yet. He's only throwing like low 90s on his fastball. Mm-hmm. And he's starting to run out of time to gear that up to 100. So I don't know. There's just so many question marks. Right. I mean, who do you who do you use to take a risk on? Um, I'm sorry, my cat is scratching at the door and I have to go let her in. <laughs> That's fine. Ugh, again, every single freaking podcast, she just comes out and she decides to do something. Okay. It's just gonna be it's just gonna be part of the show now. So be like, oh, this is okay. how Allison's cat's gonna disturb the show this week. Oh, there she is again. Uh, <laughs> but yes, I definitely agree with you on your your five definites in the bullpen. I mean, obviously you got the big four. Um the Yankees are what like I think it's like 
29 and 0 maybe um when the four of them pitch in the same game that's probably right i don't i don't even know how i would find that stat i need to get it's, better at using baseball reference to like it's something like that it's yeah, something pretty impressive um did you just see my cat walk across the keyboard I did. again i did okay <laughs> all right choose to ignore um <laughs> so yes i definitely agree with those five um i did put Batances on there um you know, I just, I just have a feeling that the Yankees are going to want him, want him in the bullpen, um, whether or not he's fully healthy. I think it's a, it's a huge risk to take, um, especially when you've gotten pretty decent performances, you know, all season long from some of the other guys like Cortez, um, you know, Sessa, I love Sessa, but he's struggled a lot. Um, well, it's cause they're not putting him in high leverage situations. Through- Right. Yeah. No, it's true. It's true. Okay. Um, (laughs) But like these are guys that have really, really helped them in throughout the regular season to get where they are. And just to have them off the playoff roster, just it doesn't seem fair. But at the same time, like if Dallin Batances is coming back and he's throwing 98, 99 and hitting his corners, hitting his spots, I'm taking him. There's also even an argument, even if Dallin's not 100 percent. Like mm-hmm. I think he's a hundred percent healthy. I just don't think he's built up yet. I would right. take Dallin at ninety five over. I I know you love Luis Sessa, but I would take <laughs> Dallin at ninety five miles per hour over Luis Sessa. Luis Sessa is a good dude. I met him. Okay, that's why. <laughs> he's really good nice. Guy. But I could definitely see Jordan Montgomery coming out into the bullpen. Um, and I I did write an article about that. Um, whether they could use him as an opener or you know put him in tandem with you know, one of the other starters that maybe isn't necessarily going to pitch a ton of innings. So say Herman pitches four innings, you know, you can get Monty out there for two, three innings. That's seven taken care of. Uh-huh. Um, you know, so even I could definitely see Monty um, coming back and, and kind of being a part of the the whole playoff process. I kind of like the idea of pairing Montgomery as an opener because I always like the thing that worked really well with Chad Green and Nestor was the change in velocity and stuff. Like Green's just gonna he's gonna kick his leg up and he's gonna try to power his fastball through you. And then you have Nestor coming in throwing sliders, he's throwing from different arm slots, he's throwing quick pitch, slow pitch, like he's just trying to mix it up any way you can, keep people off balance. Mm-hmm. I don't love the idea. Somebody threw the idea out there of putting Chad Green as the opener for game four and then having Severino came come in after. I just I don't think I don't think that works just because I want Chad Green in the middle of the game. Yeah. And that's this season. Green's been best when he's getting like he's got to have like a clean inning and he's got to have like some kind of regularity. And then he can give you two innings, which is great. Mm -hmm. Uh, He gives you a great two innings, but he he hasn't had a lot of success when he comes in as like someone who's coming in to put out a fire. Right. I mean, that almost reminds me in a way of Dellen Batances. He could never come in with, for a while, he couldn't come in with runners on base. Yeah, he had to come come in when it was a, you know, either there were two outs, no one on, or just a completely fresh inning um, where he didn't have to worry about anyone because he's slow to the plate and people Mm -hmm. steal on him. And then he gets flustered. Yeah, really Um, hard to be quick to the plate when you're (laughs) 6'8". Very true. I have not tried it. I'm about five seven, so can't relate. But yes, I could see how that would be a huge issue. <laughs> yeah. Other than that, I just don't know who I want. 
I don't know who I want filling out the bullpen. Right. Um, you got a lot of those guys that have been up and down. Um, you got oh, Heller. No. Oh, oh okay. No. That was the Tigers. Oh, whew. I thought, <laughs> I, I don't know why I thought Clint was in left field. Oh, someone misplayed it. Can't wait yeah. to see it. Oh, um, <laughs> I mean, you've got a lot of those guys that really, um, you know, came up and down throughout the season. You've obviously got Heller coming back. Um, I mean, what they've been doing has been working. Um, the players that really haven't been performing out of the bullpen, they're not there that frequently. I mean, we've at least covered the big guys um, when it comes to the, uh, the... There it is. <laughs> yep, there it is. I Just see it now. The delay. Delayed the reaction. Moving too. Didi. Oh, I do love Didi. Um, but yeah, speaking of, you know, those players that really haven't been consistent, they've been the ones that have been up and down the entire season. Um, I could definitely see the Yankees have a lot of a lot of faith in um Ben Heller. I think he could certainly come back up. Yeah, and I think <laughs> I can see your cat attacking you again. <laughs> just being like, yo, give me attention, please. I don't know what you're trying to do here, but I need more attention. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. I just, I, I feel better just having seen guys like Nestor and Sessa pitch. I would almost feel better bringing Ben Heller and not knowing what he's got than putting Luis Sessa in. And I feel like I'm ragging on Sessa, but I've just, I've had enough of Luis Sessa. I've had enough of it. I got like Chance Adams, like even coming down the stretch of the season, if you give me a choice between one inning of Ben Heller and three innings of Chance Adams, I'm taking Ben Heller literally every time. Yeah, Chance Adams certainly hasn't turned out the way that um, we all hoped he would when we first heard about him. Yeah, it's I mean, it's arm injuries. It's it's rough for him. I almost like I feel bad. But at the same time, like I see him come into a game and I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. Like like Tuesday when he came in against the yep. Tigers, I was like, "This is." I mean, this game is over. I might as well just start writing the post game now. Honestly, I I thought the same thing. Um, and basically, Aaron Boone said after he was like, "Yeah, well, I bring in uh, I'll bring in Chapman if we have a lead, but if not, I'm bringing in someone else." But he brings in Chance Adams, so there's really no chance that they are going to even get an opportunity to get a lead. Yeah, I mean, what are you going to do? We were due for a game like that. It it just felt like. It, it felt like after that great series in Boston, we came back. We're coming off a high. We eliminate the Red Sox from AL East contention, put an E next to their name. They got New York, New York blasting in the clubhouse, and then they have to roll into Detroit. And it's like, it just felt like you see the lineup come out, and I'm not one to complain about the lineup because whatever's happened this year, like whatever lineup Aaron Boone puts out produces, and they produced again. It was just the pitchers who didn't. Oh yeah, that it actually reminded me quite uh quite like the uh the Minnesota game that they played with Aaron Hicks uh making that diving catch to to save the game over oh, that in was Minnesota. Fantastic. I think that's still the catch of the year on MLB Network. Oh, I don't think it's been far. unseated yet. Honestly, like if you can come up in that situation, you know, in a visiting ballpark and do that, which was basically a do or die play. Absolutely. You know, he misses that game is game is over. Game's over. And make that catch and just make it look as incredible as it as it was like that. That is 
by far the the play of the game, and that's why I'm so sad that Aaron Hicks is not going to be back for the postseason. Yeah, that's a tough loss, especially because we mentioned before who plays center field if Brett Gardner can't play. Like, who do we have? Right. I, Aaron Judge has a game in center. Yeah, but you don't want him there. No, I think uh, I mean I guess I'd probably go with Maben. I would at, definitely go with Maben. I think yeah, Maben over athletic. Maben over Stanton. I mean, your other options are depending on if you have Clint Frazier in the postseason roster. I don't. I do now. I I think yeah. At this point, you really don't have much of an option, so he's yeah. got to be on there. Uh, he also he kind of plays the same role as Tyler Wade, except he's not as fast, but he's better at hitting. Right, right. Um, I mean, Tyler Wade, he could play the outfield, but I would much rather have Maven in center field. Yeah, uh, maybe he's an athlete. Uh, he right. might may, he might not get the best jumps, or he might not, you know, do the right thing out there. But his speed can at least make up for some of the deficits. And if it comes down to that, this is like an emergency situation. Like mm-hmm. this isn't uh, Brett needs a day off because he's kind of tired. This is like Brett Gardner's done for the rest of the year. Like right. he's not going to be back for the postseason. Oh, Domingo Herman coming in now. He's already been in. Come on. Oh, so, uh, CC came out before. All right. Yes. It's really hard to watch the game and record at the same time. <laughs> like you trying I to I keep, look. I keep, I keep trying getting to look distracted, and like every time that there's like a, a long pause, I'm just staring at the TV, and I'm like, oh right, I have to say something. <laughs> yeah. And you also like you hear me when Didi hit that triple that just the ball went right under the left fielder's glove. You were like, I said it and I paused. And then like five seconds later, it came up on your television. And you were like, oh, that did go right through his glove. <laughs> so postseason roster, who are you carrying for catchers? Uh, it's just Gary and Romine. Yeah, I don't I don't think there's any need for Kyle Higashioka as much as I love Higgy. I just although I do want I want to see what happened to Gary now. I, need I know, to know I'm very interested. I'm going to have to pull it up on Twitter right now and see if anybody said anything yet. So I don't know if you do this, but I get notifications. I set notifications for like Brian Hoke and Slim Oh, yeah, Adler I do the same and, thing. Yep. You know, every everyone that I need to. Um, and so every time my phone like lights up, I'm always looking over and I'm like, oh, oh there it is. Yeah, you got to figure out what happened. Now, right. I'm having a hard enough time just trying to concentrate on my computer and the game at the same time. I don't There's need to throw so my phone many, into the mix, too. So many different things to focus on. But, <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're, they're only going to carry two catchers. There's unless for whatever reason something has knock on wood happened um, to Gary, which would be a huge, huge loss at this point. This it, you know, these games matter, of course, but. Not at the expense of, you know, getting hurt and Aaron Judges ran into the wall earlier in the game. We don't oh, want to. I, I held my breath. I, he came up hobbling a little bit. I held my breath because that's yeah. something that can just end your season right away. Right. Like, I think, especially right now, now that Tockman's down, Hicks is down. If Aaron Judge goes down, I mean, what are we gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> Tyler Wade in the outfield, baby. Oh, your outfield is gonna be—it's gonna be Guardy in center, and it's gonna be <laughs> Giancarlo and Clint with Cameron Maven on the bench, and that's it. Like, there's no more outfielders. Yeah. But yeah, so who, right. who do you have starting in the infield? That's the real interesting question, depending on how you want to organize. Right. Yeah, you because know, it's tough to get everybody in there. I know. No, it really is. Um, you know, because I was looking at it and I was like, well, obviously, Gio and LeMahieu and Torres. And I'm like, but wait, what about Voight? What about Didi? You know, 
um, kind of thinking along the lines. I think, I think you got to have Geo. Absolutely. I think you do have to have LeMahieu in there at some capacity. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's first base. I have him at first. I wouldn't be surprised um, because, you know, as much as I love Luke Voigt um, and I like having his bat in the lineup, you know, he could be a DH as well. Um, but with the glove, I trust LeMahieu 10 times more. So I would Absolutely. say Gio at third. I think the obviously the end with Encarnacion thing is going to affect it. Right. Whatever happens with the Encarnacion is going to determine. Like if he's injured, then Voigt's just your DH and that's right. it. Right. But then how do you get them both in the lineup? They're both right-handed power bats. Like uh, there's no separation of of skill set really. Mm-hmm. So Geo at third, Didi at short, Glaber at second, um, Lemayhu at first. If Didi needs a day off, um, you know for whatever reason, put Torres at shortstop, put Lemayhu at second, put Void at first. Um, I did yeah. question. You know, I, I did throw Tyler Wade in there as, you know, kind of a backup, but he's more so I see him doing a lot more of like what Jacoby Ellsbury did. Um, I think it was 2017 where he was literally just a pinch runner. Yeah, that's what I have. Wade. I have him on my bench. Just right. Just a runner. Right. Exactly. I think he can definitely play a, a good second base. But, you know, if you are. I, I guess if, you know, maybe you wanted to keep Wade at DH, you wanted to give Didi a day off as well, depending on fatigue and things like that, too. You could kind of switch things around, put him at second. He has done decent um, when it comes to his defense, but honestly, I trust the other four so much more. Yeah, and it's part of, I mean, you're not going to get hits out of Wade in the postseason, I don't yeah. think. Uh, right now, this is great. This is the Tigers. He hit a double, but we're not going to be seeing the Tigers. We're going to be seeing Oakland or Tampa or the Astros and make it to the World Series. It's probably going to be the Dodgers. Like, I just don't think Tyler Wade has those hits in his bag when it comes down to that. Watch. Tyler Wade is going to surprise the heck out of you, especially I if they're going to so. be playing in Los Angeles. You know, he's a Southern California boy, right? Oh, yeah. California I bet King. you. I bet you the second that he goes back home and he's playing the Dodgers in the World Series, he's going to be like, Booney, put me in. Put me in the lineup. I want to hit today. And he's going to crush. I hope so. I, I, I want Tyler Wade to be good so badly. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> he's just, he's got all the tools in the world, defensively and speed wise. Like, and I looks. Can, and looks, obviously, greatest looking player on the Yankees right now. Best looking guy in the league. Agreed. Agreed. You just can't. Um, hit. <laughs> yeah, but I, I would definitely have him in. Uh, on the postseason roster. I think he's earned it, um, especially with his speed. He is so freaking fast. So I think we, we talked about the outfield a little already, but just to wrap that up, I mean, it's it's Stanton, Guardian, Judge. Yep. For no other reason besides the fact that we have no other outfielders <laughs> besides Cameron Maven. That's right. It. And Cameron Maven doesn't play center. He doesn't? I don't know if he. I don't know if he's ever played center before, but I'm not... I'd rather have Brett Gardner playing center field. I would rather have him playing center field. I feel like Maven just being the athlete that he is. Let me just check on his uh, his stats. But he fan graph. Just got to look it up. Just double check. (laughs) It's like, what's up? How many games has he played in center field? I don't know if it's any. He's athletic enough to do it. I just don't know. He's kind of big. He's six three. But you also have to think in terms of. 
the bonus of having Brett Gardner and backed with having Aaron Hicks and stuff is center field and left field, you know, two completely different positions. Brett oh, yeah. Gardner knows how to play left field. In Especially Yankee in Yankee Stadium. Yes. He is by far probably the most well-read left fielder at that stadium. Stanton, you know, uh, <laughs> I worry about him in left field. Um, you know, I think he's a he's a good outfielder. He has a hell of an arm. Um, but just like knowing the little nooks and crannies, the way the ball goes off the wall, um, how close the wall is. Brett Gardner knows all that. And yeah. having him switch over to center field, he's comfortable there, too. But I feel so much more comfortable just having him in general in that Yankee Stadium left field. And Stanton hasn't played all year. So it's not like it's not like he's gone, coming off a fresh year where he played, you know, 100 games in left field. And he's kind of gotten a feel for it. It's going to be like, I mean, if he comes back next week, I think, was the timeline thrown around? Yes. If he comes back next week, we're talking about two weeks of games. And I don't know that you're... I don't know that you're putting him in left field as soon as he comes back. I don't think right. you really. I don't think you really need to push it that hard. I feel as if they want. Well, they have to have Stanton on their postseason roster with the way things are going. Yeah, I we feel need like him they, back very badly. They have to throw him in there every single game. They got to do it. They yeah, need. To I would have done him. it anyway. I would have right. done it anyway. They just need to get him readjusted. Um, because that's going to be huge. Um, obviously, we know Clint Frazier can't play left field. Um, we know he can't really play right field either. But, um, <laughs> you know, it's just... Oh, wow. Cam even played a lot of games in center field. I know. I just noticed that. 821 in his career. So, uh, James, I think you were wrong. Yeah, I was definitely wrong. Oh, Shit. Psh, we're fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> he hasn't played center field once for us, has he? Um, I think oh, he might yeah, have. 2019, um, I just see left, right, and DH. Okay. All right. But he did play center field last year for Seattle, primarily center field. Oh. There you go. So yeah, he's, so he's definitely we're got fine. the tools. Um, he's definitely got the tools. I don't. Guardi- he played earlier. Um, I don't know exactly what position he played. Probably left. Um, but yeah, he's he's too much of an athlete to even consider not trying him out in center field. Maybe give yeah. him some extra reps there. Yeah, Guardi might have just lost an at bat against a tough lefty. Mm. I am <laughs> on a commercial. <laughs> on a commercial break. On a commercial break. But yes. Um and you know, I was I was kind of looking at Brett Gardner's stats a little bit more because that's what, you know, my homepage opens up to. Um and he's only hit three of his home uh, runs against. Oh, obviously uh, it does. What? Oh, now I'm looking at the connection to the game AL Rookie of the Year contenders. Oh, no Yankees. Alvarez is running away with that. Yeah, there's there's no doubt in my mind. He is very good at baseball. He hit it into the third deck, did he not? Yeah, they painted the seat orange. Wow. Like they did at at Fenway, you know, where everyone says, oh, Ted Williams hit it this far. And everybody looks at where the seat is and they're like, bullshit, he hit it that far. (laughs) Well, this guy did. Yeah, he definitely hit that one. Oh, he is really good. I don't know. The Astros are kind of like the 20... I don't know. I want to say 2017 Yankees in a way this year. Not like talent level, but just like everybody they calls up is just successful. Yeah. Yeah. And they just have, they're so deep in the system for no reason. 
they've got their uh, their own versions of the baby bombers. You know, yeah. may not end up being quite like Glaber Torres and you know Gary Sanchez and stuff, but there there's definitely an opportunity for it. Yeah, something Dave Dombrowski could not just couldn't balance. R.I.P. Dave. I mean, I don't. I mean, he's he's maybe a Hall of Fame general manager who's not going to find a job. Like no one's going to hire him because everybody knows what he's about. And that's just not what people want to do anymore. I have some news. Yes. Gary Sanchez left the game with guess what? Oh, no, I just saw it. Oh, no. <laughs> of course, so- left groin tightness per usual. What? Why does he have so much? Pitch. What? Listen, Brett Gardner has played this game forever, it seems like. And he's been on the DL, I think, four times in his career. I'm sorry, IL, whatever you want to call it. And only one of those was due to everyday wear and tear. Yeah, well, Brett Gardner's not fat and lazy, according to Twitter. No, I think Brett Gardner is doing something a little different in his off-season routines. And I think maybe these young guys should follow along. Should they not? Oh, here's Brett. Yeah, I mean... (laughs) I actually think you're caught up to me now. I don't know how that's possible. I've only seen one pitch of Brett Garner's at bat. But either way, I just don't. God, that makes me so uncomfortable. knowing Because <laughs> Gary is also a really important part to this team. Because it's, like it's not like the other positions where if you have somebody go down in the outfield, you have Cameron Maven, who's been fantastic. And you had Talkman before that. And you have Clint Frazier who maybe can't play defense, but maybe he's better at defense now. He had a nice catch today. I saw a highlight of him climbing the wall in left field for one. Yes, I heard that one on the radio. Yeah, I just, uh, Austin Romine, it's the same thing as, uh, who was I mentioning before? Tyler Wade with Austin mm-hmm. Romine. When he sees like Justin Verlander and Garrett Cole, I don't know if the same numbers he's had this year are going to translate quite as well. Austin Romine has looked pretty good this year um, as a backup. You know, obviously you want Gary Sanchez to be healthy because he is your guy. You know, he's the one that's going to get you 35, 36 home runs, maybe even 40. Who knows? There's still time. But if he's injured, maybe Torres might hit 40 home runs. Right. Exactly. Not a home run hitter. (laughs) (laughs) What a scouting report coming up. Yeah, he's probably going to struggle with power. Maybe he'll top out at 20 home runs in his prime. Yeah, no, he's 22 and he's closing in on... 40. Listen, I don't care if they've changed the ball. His swing is so sweet that it it doesn't even matter. You know what I, I always think about? It, this doesn't really line up perfectly, but they changed the ball in 2017, but nobody's broken the home run record yet for the single season. Ah. Like, it just occurred to me the other day, and I was like, yeah, everybody's kind of hitting more home runs as a whole. Mm-hmm. But it's not really like it's not translating for the big home run hitters like the Aaron judges. Aaron Judge is not sneaking one over because the ball is juiced. He's hitting them like 450 feet. <laughs> I mean, maybe if it wasn't juiced, he'd be hitting them 425 feet. I think that still gets out, though. Eh, some ballparks, I guess. Some ball- Maybe not in center field at Fenway. I saw a lot of balls go into the center field gap at Fenway on Sunday. And everybody in the crowd, it was mostly Red Sox balls, too. When we hit it, we hit it over the fence. But the Red Sox kept getting it like deep into the center field gap. And everybody was starting cheering. And they were like, oh, it's definitely gone. He got all of that one. And it's just Brett Gardner on the warning track. It's like, I already <laughs> tracked this one down, buddy. That's why you watch the outfielders, not the ball. Exactly. That's the rule. 
But yeah, I mean, Austin Romine is, he's no Gary Sanchez. Um, But he's done, he's done pretty well as the backup. However, you do not want him as your starter. If you're going into the playoffs, you want Gary Sanchez. So fingers crossed, prayers up, get him back. Prayers up, this is a quick injury. Yeah, I don't, I would almost, I don't want to say shut it down for the whole season for Gary. But I'm like at the point right now where if it's a muscle injury, which it is, because it's apparently left groin tightness, I'm like this guy DH him. I don't really want him behind the plate. I don't want him working more than he has to. He is so important to what we're trying to do this year that if we lose home field advantage because of it, that's fine. But do we really want him hitting? I mean, yeah, I don't. With the groin, it's it's different hitting than it is catching. Like I don't want him squatting back there, right? And, right. And trying to block balls, but I also don't want him taking like three weeks off from hitting and then trying to ramp back up. Like not right away hitting, but I want him to get at least like a week and a half's worth of hitting work in. I mean, I could be mistaken, but I feel like last time he went on the IL and then he, you know, came back, he went on a tear. He might. Oh, because you know what it was? He came back during August Gary season. Oh, true that. True that. August Gary is a superhero. Yeah, I was gonna, yeah I'm looking here now. Yeah, when he came back, because he came back August 10th. And then after that, he, he was like one hit, two hits, three hits, one hit, one hit. Yeah, he you was know? racking them up. Yeah. Okay, that makes a little more sense. I'm just thinking, I was like, if they could shut him down for this season and he could come back better. Because he's gotten some rest, I, yeah, would maybe it, be, it could be worth it. That's uh, even like I just don't want his back going cold. I just don't want him catching because, right? Especially, and I want him to take all the time you need to rehab this, unless it cuts into the postseason. In which case, let's go. Like it's time to go. But just take take all the time you need. Don't try to rush back because that's that's how people get even more injured. But you know, what we haven't actually mentioned at all is. Luis Severino is coming back next week. I know. I might just buy tickets for the game. I think I have to. Tuesday against the Angels. Woo. Yeah, and I heard that there's like a big Twitter meetup that day too. <laughs> I actually, I briefly stopped off at, at one of those. Well, actually, it was the game that you were at. I briefly stopped off up there. And I was just like, oh, everyone up here is still talking about Twitter. But we're all here in person. Uh, I was like, all right, this was it was really nice to put faces to names and meet everybody. But, you know, I can do this from my seat. Right, exactly. I I understand where you're coming from, too. I thought it was nice, you know, just being yeah, it able was, to. It was nice to meet everybody for right, like because you associate with people and you're just kind of like. Oh, these are my online friends. And then they're like real people. And you're like, wow, you're a real person. Yeah. Well, that's what I felt like meeting you, too, at that at that game for the very first time face to face. I was like, I like I've been working with this person for a year and a half and I just I am just now meeting her. James, I'm not a real person. I hope <laughs> I hope you knew that I'm a robot. Yikes. Yeah, I'm a DJ LeMayhew machine. I thought that picture was so funny the other day of him like in the back of the plane watching film oh, yeah. and everybody was asleep. And I was just like, no, 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 no. DJ doesn't watch film. He just updates his schematics. Wait, I missed that. I saw the picture and I was just laughing at everyone sleeping except for Chapman. I didn't even see him. Yeah, he was just way in the back of the plane, just watching film. 
Oh my gosh. He's I mean, literally I, a robot. I hey, listen, you know what? I don't really care because he's getting hits and he's really good on defense. So let him do his thing. Yeah, just do you, DJ. Yeah, exactly. He's just like the the quiet dude at school who's the nerd and everyone's like, Oh, you're such a nerd because he's always studying, but well, now he's gonna be a CEO. Yeah. When he I mean he's gonna have a great business career when he finishes baseball. By oh, will he ever actually finish baseball? Do robots break down? Um, no, but they have to recharge. Is he going to turn like 40? Well, <laughs> you know what? This is interesting. I don't really know the answer to that. Um, I haven't quite learned. He's just going to turn 40 and it's going to be like, I just got to update a new program. Good to go. I think what's going to happen is as soon as he retires from baseball, he's just going to shut down, live in a closet somewhere. That's all. Oh no! That's why you're jaded. Just turns into a robot that just doesn't get used at all anymore. <laughs> I do enjoy watching DJ Lemayhew though. Did you see his yeah. play earlier today? That was like a the oh, jumping yeah. catch in the seventh inning. No, I gotta find that replay. I've been all replays today. Who knew that DJ Lemayhew had ups? And then he, like, catches it, and then he's just like, eh, casual. You know, like, it's a normal robot thing to do. Yeah, I mean, he has no emotion whatsoever. Like, you remember when he hit that walk-off home run last week? And yep. he was just like, I, I didn't watch it live, but every single account that I heard of it was, I don't think DJ even wanted to hit that home run the way he came around the bases. I think he was really mad that people were going to be asking him questions and talk, like, about what he did positively. Oh, DJ, DJ, DJ. And we got him for another year, at least. Oh, yeah. Oh, we we have to extend him next year. I'm yeah. fully sold on LeMahieu. Oh, I, I just saw your tweet from before we recorded about Mike Ford. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's only, only hitting, hitting singles. singles now. <laughs> Something's up. I know. Something must be wrong. They better check on him. Yeah. I, I do have Mike Ford on my postseason roster, too, now. Now, assuming that Edwin goes, if Edwin's down, he's on. If Edwin doesn't get injured long term, he's not on. What about but the parrot? I think the parrot stays with the team. I think so too. Maybe they That's put another a, cast on. Right, that was a Gio Urshela slash Glaber Torres gift, which, by the way, like I still can't get over that. It's just the cutest thing. Oh yeah, I mean they're just having the time of their lives, and I love watching it. This is like I couldn't imagine being. Like, if we were from Detroit and we were Tigers fans, what are you even getting up for right now? Um, like, they don't it? have anything interesting whatsoever. Their best pitcher is injured. Matthew Boyd was kind of exciting, and now he's terrible. Thank God we dodged that bullet. Woo! I can't believe... I saw people on Twitter saying, we should trade Glaber Torres for Matthew Boyd. Come oh, on, man! Get out of here! <laughs> That is that is a a bad take. Bad. That was, that was the tweet that pushed me over the edge to bring back the the bad Twitter takes running articles. <sighs> that was the one that pushed me over the edge. I was like, all right, I can't let this stand. One of one of the best things in the world that those articles they're phenomenal. And you know what? I love being called out for those types of things because I'm like, hey, listen, I can admit that I'm wrong, and I'm happy to be wrong. Have I ever put you on one? I don't think so. I don't Not think I would yet. put my own boss on I one. I put myself on one. I wrote oh, one like okay. a couple years ago and it was like 
Oh, no, you know what I did? I called them ha-ha, ha-ha takes. Because it was, like, basically back. I took tweets from, like, back in spring training. And I talked about, I'm trying to, it was 2017, I think. I talked about how Aaron Hicks was the worst baseball player I've ever seen. And oh um, no! Oh yeah. no! <laughs> so oh, I called my, Hicks. I called myself out. I oh, was like, no. I was like, I definitely wrote this years ago and or eons ago, pretty much. And I was like, and I apologize, but I'm definitely wrong. <laughs> I might have to do that for Mike Talkman. Like, I'm gonna have to go back to to April and pull mm-hmm. up all my Mike Talkman takes, where it's like, all right, can we just what what the fuck is up with this Mike Talkman guy? Why is he still here? <laughs> I get pure joy out of going back through people's tweets and seeing them say crap about Brett Gardner and then see them say nice things about Brett Gardner and putting them side by side. And I'm like, see, you were wrong. I was right all along. <laughs> I always I always believed in Brett and it paid off. Exactly. Now we got to Yeah, you got to do another one of those. That's I, yeah. I went all the way back to spring training because I remembered some that I saw at the beginning of spring training and I was like. I got to find these again. Took a long time. But once I found them, it, it did not fail. I was thinking about doing one where instead of like bad Twitter takes, it's just like an open message to Yankees fans who actually hate the Yankees. Because <laughs> there's just there's so many of them. There definitely are. There definitely are. I mean, I, I get being super passionate and, you know, being nasty. But like I, I've always been under the impression that I would never ever be able to boo one of my own Yankees players. I just Absolutely can't do not. it. Absolutely not. I've never booed a Yankee before. The, the way I see it is, and we saw this at the trade deadline a lot, where people were like, oh, like this team stinks. They're not going to go anywhere. Where right. The season's over. And I was just like, listen, you can either be really upset that we didn't get some mediocre pitcher at the trade deadline, or you can just say, all right, this is the team. Let's rock with it. Right. I, I choose to rock with the team. Right. Well, hey, there's not a lot of people out there that have that same opinion. There certainly are. And, you know, I think that's great. But, yeah, there are a lot of people that just essentially went into a downward spiral as soon as the Yankees did nothing at the trade deadline. And, um, you know, I just I choose not to think that way. But, like, I got the whole booing thing really came to a head for me with Sonny Gray. Oh, man, even I didn't boo Sonny Gray. Oh, Tyler Wade bunted. He's going to make it. Oh, that speedy motherfucker. Hey, listen, I got to tell you something. There's um, there's a kid that went to my high school that got called up by the Chicago White Sox. Um, so he he went. I think he's a shortstop. And so he got called up. He was uh, up there for his first first major league at bat and That's he sorry. gets his first major league hit. Guess what it was? It was a bunt against the shift. It was a two-out bunt. And I'm sorry, not two-out. It was a two-strike bunt single. Oh, boy. He really went for it. He bunted with two strikes, two runners on. Bases were loaded. He scored his first run that same inning. And wow. then the next time up, he had an RBI single. Oh, so he, he had a day. What's this guy's name? I want to look him up now. Is he still uh, His name team? is Danny Mendick. Danny Mendick. I have yes. not heard of this person, but I am excited to find out who it is. Yeah, but I mean, can you imagine going up there for like your first major league hit and just having the audacity to do a two strike bunt? Oh, <laughs> uh, that's I mean, that's that's a brass pair right there. Yeah, you have no fear. 
All right, exactly. here it is. Oh, this this isn't this isn't half bad. Right. He, he only had 14 plate appearances. They were all at bats, but he had five hits and only two strikeouts. So that's a he had a 929 OPS in his 14 plate appearances. That boy. 357 average, 357 on base, didn't have a single walk. We're gonna have to fix that next year. Mm, very true, very true. Slugging 571. Oh, he had a home run. Look at that. Yeah. So you know what I say? Let's bring Danny Mendick to the Bronx. Absolutely. That'll be our next next man up. All right. That sounds good to me. But yeah, no, he I was like watching or my dad texted me and he was like, Danny got his first hit and he sent me a link to the video. So I'm watching the video. I'm like, oh, it's a bunt single. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Rewind. So I just rewind it to the beginning. Two strikes. I mean, what? That's impressive. What guts? I would not have the mental wherewithal to do that. If I'm up there for my first at bat, like I'm, I'm swinging the bat. I'm not taking a two strike. That's how you get sent down the next day. If you like (laughs) foul that off, you get sent down immediately. That's how you get everyone to boo you, which is what Didi happened to Didi Gregorius. Absolutely. Um, It would have been awesome if it worked, though. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, like we talked about before, it was a. It would have been an like if it worked, it would have been the play of the game. Like it just would oh, have been yeah. incredible. But it didn't that work. Actually, so. that actually inspired me to bring up our our first and only professional baseball player guest, uh, Zach Kahn. His starts are Zach Cohn. I always get it confused. He spells his last name the same way that this kid Teddy did when I was in high school, and his name was Kahn, and Zach's name is Cohn. And I always get that confused. But he okay. had. A very good season at rookie ball. Nice. Let's see. I know. Yeah, he only he had one bad game where he gave up three earned runs, four total in 1.2 innings. But other than that, he pitched one, two, three, four, five, six outings for. Let's see. How many innings that total? Only 10.1 innings. And those were the only runs he gave up. And he struck out 15. That's good. That's not terrible at all. Yeah. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to hit him up. We're gonna have to have him on. I don't know when his season actually ends, but once I figure out when that ends, we're gonna have to have him on and figure out how'd your first year of pro ball go. Get the whole scoop. Yeah, absolutely. We want to know. Absolutely, and we're definitely gonna have to. We're gonna have to figure out a guest. Yes. It's it's about that time. But I think I, so too. Yeah, we'll brainstorm that. We're now we're over an hour again. So we're going to have to brainstorm that this week. And then maybe next week there's a guest. Maybe there's not. We maybe just it's love just to us talk. Again. That's all. Yeah. I mean, this is impressive. Like when I was doing this, when me and Rob were doing this, we were just, we had a very strict, like, all right, it's half an hour of Yankees talk. Then it's half an hour of general MLB talk. And like we covered a lot of stuff, but we always, I always felt like stuff slipped through the cracks a little bit. And we've just been talking about the Yankees for an hour and two minutes. Nope. We have to get all the nooks and crannies. That's that's the deal. That's of what course. I signed up for. This is Yankees podcast, obviously. I might just have to start a separate one that's only baseball. Although yeah. it's going to play to the exact same audience because this is EliteSportsNewYork.com. That's pretty New York-based. I don't think anybody outside New York is going to care about this podcast. Oh, I don't know about that. I could definitely see some Red Sox fans just listening and like waiting to use this against us next year 
I will I will challenge any Red Sox fan can take anything I've ever said on this podcast and put it in an article called Bad Podcast Takes. <gasps> and I'll read the article and I'll say, you know what? That was a good take. It's a good take because my team won the World Series and yours did not. Oh, dear. Oh, yep. dear. Just called my shot. We're going to end on that. I called my shot. <laughs> All right. See you next week. Sounds good. Bye. Thank <laughs> you.